Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in the show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of the Spin Life Well Show. Are we a show? Or are we a podcast? Or what? What Both. are we? I, I television program, as far as okay, I know. Right. Where's the camera, the guys? Where'd you move it? There we go. I'm Mark Trice. I'm your host, along with my other co-host. Matt Boudreau here in the studio. Hey there. And Jesse Hamilton, the intern. Hey, everybody. Who has been verified as COVID-free, uh, even though he's running around the college campus. <laughs> uh, but we're glad he's here. Negative tests. We're Negative good. Negative tests, yes. And you've, you've had several of those. Yep. Uh, it's good. We, we, we test them every 10 minutes <laughs> just to make sure. All right. Well, on, on to our, in all seriousness, today we want to talk about a very important topic. Because we see when there's a lot of market fluctuations and and there's new apps that are out there to encourage investing and new investors, we want to kind of talk about the ways you really should not invest. And there's we're talking about five wrong ways to invest. Okay, and and this is really timely because I think a lot of people see the market as um, a way to get rich quick. And I'll share some stories along the way in our podcast today of, of scenarios that I've seen over the years where people uh, are convinced they're going to make a quick buck, and that's uh, the wrong way to invest. But let's break it down a little bit better. Five ways, wrong ways, five wrong ways wrong way. to invest. And if we crack up, folks, we're sorry. We just got on a little bit of a funny time before we started <laughs> recording. And we will not get into that. But if we, someone suddenly laughs, uh, please understand, we're here to have a good time. And we're not laughing at you. No, we're not <laughs> laughing at you. All right, number one. What is that number one? The first one, wrong way to invest. The first wrong way to invest, Mark, is holding cash in a retirement account. Now, what does that mean? We're just having this conversation with someone this week. When you open up a investment account, and we're going to talk about the retirement account specifically today, somebody said, I invested into an IRA. I'm like, okay, great. Where do you invest it in? The IRA. No, no. An IRA is an account. And the benefit of that IRA is that it is either tax deductible or tax deferred, right? The investments sit inside this account. And I don't even know if I finished that first point a little while ago, but holding cash in a retirement account is the first wrong way. Okay, because inside that account, you can put cash. You can put cash inside an IRA. So what's wrong with cash? Well, nothing. Well, nothing's wrong with cash at the right time. Right. Right. But not for a long time. A retirement account is designed to be long-term, right? Mm -hmm. It's a long-term investment. It's a long-term vehicle that if you're putting in the cash, you're not giving it the chance to grow. You're not mm -hmm. giving it the chance to have dividends paid into it. You're, you're, you're just sitting there, and inflation is outweighing yeah. that growth by not. By no means. So. so, so a lot of people when we when we visit with people, um, they'll tell us they have an IRA, and I say, well, okay, well, what's what's in the IRA? Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? Money. It's an IRA. <laughs> yeah. And and they think that the IRA itself is an investment, that, but the IRA is nothing more than a wrapper. Mm -hmm. Think of all mm -hmm. the presents under your Christmas tree. 
Every one of them has wrapping paper on them, probably, right? It's what matters is what's in the box. So shake your box, shake your Christmas uh, package, and make sure there's something in it. And if it's a lot of cash, that could be an IRA, but it needs to be invested in some things. I think a lot of people, I know a lot of credit unions and banks will offer IRAs, deposit IRAs. And there's nothing wrong with that per se, but it's meant to be a long-term investment. If you're not doing any better than just simply a deposit rate of return, which right now is paltry, that's not really a long-term focused investment. And what it comes down to is, you know, if we're having a conversation about what you're going to invest in, we talk about your risk analysis, your risk score, how averse to risk you are, and that will determine necessarily how risky of an investment and, and Something growth mining can be something conservative all the way to, you know, risky. That is the type of investment that you would choose based on that. But basically it's not cash because cash is not designed to grow. So so um, I'm going to quiz you guys. All right. You can use right. this. Jesse, you can use this at your next uh, college uh, MBA barbecue social. Sounds good. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. So what does IRA stand for? investment retirement and then the a is different i know this I, you've talked about this before okay it's not account jesse you want to uh, uh matt you want to guess do you, i'm sure you know the answer though you may not know the, the a though what's the what's the ira stand for? i was going to say individual retirement arrangement yes you are correct I, yeah individual so. retirement arrangement Wrong. well matt matt was uh, i guess matt is a financial advisor he, so he, uh, <laughs> I guess he should he know should that know but 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 most people will say individual <laughs> retirement account yeah. right yep. But the IRS code, I, I know we're geeking out here, podcast world, but the <laughs> IRS code says individual retirement arrangement. So now you can use that. You Got can it. be the Cliff Clavin of your MBA yeah, class. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and since, since we were quizzing Jesse on different movies he had watched from the 1980s and 90s, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know who Cliff Clavin is. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you see people keeping cash because they're scared or because they don't know? Uh, both, actually, okay. both. Yeah, um, people because they're they're a little little concerned, and they want to keep it ultra safe. Uh, but then two that that just thought they were investing in something, but they really mm -hmm. weren't. Yeah, the folks that are that the danger with the folks that are ultra safe is that that growth, deposit rate growth, and that IRA account that's sitting in cash is not keeping up with inflation. Right. So it's actually losing purchasing power right? sitting in cash. Yep. So well, and a lot of reason, too. And I've had this conversation this week, but I've had it multiple times before. Someone comes and you know, wants a financial analysis, and you have a conversation. Okay, well, let's look and see what you've got. Well, they have an IRA sitting at a bank. Well, a bank can open an IRA account, if you will, but a bank doesn't necessarily offer investments. They're going to offer a high-yield savings account, and they're going to offer cash. And it's yes, yep. it is an IRA. But it's it's not invested in the market, mm -hmm. so that's where it comes back to. Okay, be aware of what's in your IRA. So what's the second one, Matt? All right, the second one is picking individual stocks. And we were saying this earlier, somebody said, "You mean gambling?" <laughs> well, possibly, kind of. If well, you're the way that these apps are coming out, it's kind of like gambling. Absolutely, because you don't even need you. You don't even have to purchase the entire stock. Yeah, you can buy some of portions apps. of a yep. stock. Yep. And if you're if you're just starting out with investing, or if you're young and you know. It, a lot of people look and say, oh, these individual stocks, it's the next biggest and best thing. It's the next sexy thing. They want to jump in and be in on the excitement that they're hearing about. Well, 
it might not be the best thing. Uh, with individual stocks, there are much greater risk. Um, there can be an increase of, of human error. And what that means is that if you're selecting these things, you need to know how to do the research. You need to know how to look at the history of the fund, the background, all of these things that um, it, it just brings so much more risk into play. It's, it's, it's like you're speculating. Absolutely. You're speculating for gold. You're Go back to 1849. You're in the, part of the California gold rush, and you are speculating for instant riches. Yep. And, and that's what you're doing with stock. You're concentrating your risk, as Matt said, in one thing, and anything could go wrong with that particular stock. So there's nothing wrong with buying that, right. but you have to understand that you're taking on a greater amount of risk. We get calls all the time. And it's usually from people that have not invested before because they were told that they wanted to, uh, they should go buy, pick your stock. And I'm not going to talk about the hot stock today because we get in trouble for talking about securities. Mm -hmm. But uh, go pick your stock. And because their, their buddy at church said they should buy it, and sometimes there's, anyway... And, and they don't realize what they're buying. They're they're just in that mode of fear of missing out, right? Yep. FOMO, yep. Uh, fear of missing out because somebody else is making money off it. And what they don't realize is that stock, individual stock, can have a lot of things that can go wrong with it. I've got stories that we can tell galore, but you know, most recently there was one particular stock that everyone was hot about. We get lots of calls about it. And it can be very volatile. In fact, it, uh, just a few weeks ago, that one stock that I'm thinking of went down by 30% wow. in the span of about a week. And most people would not tolerate a 30% loss in their money. That could be drastic. So uh, we have to be careful about that. But what's kind of one of the things that uh, we see when they're thinking about making that get-rich-quick buy, you have to be careful. And you have to be careful about the advice that you're getting from people that you associate with. I think one of the things, I'll, I'll tell this story because it's not something, I won't even tell you the name of the fund, but it was basically a limited partnership. And it was basically, they were selling it as a, a biblical type investment in a country in the Middle East where a lot of Christian things happen. So I'm, you can probably say, you want to guess? Israel, right? Yeah. Israel is that oh, the yeah. answer? Okay, all right. Israel. <laughs> anyway, it was in an it was in an oil company, and this was the year of jubilee, and it, this is years ago, uh, uh, not quite seven years ago, uh, year of jubilee, and and it was the time to invest because uh, of some biblical things that were going on, and and I I had never heard of the company. I re went and researched it, and they've been around for quite a time, quite a long time, like twenty five years. And in their perspectives, it, it made very clear that they had never made a dime. Mm. And yet all these people were pouring their money into it in the hopes of getting rich quick. You just have to be careful when you're putting all your money. And people were willing to sell everything. Wow. They were willing to sell everything, their, cash out their retirement funds, and put it in this one thing because they, they knew it was going to hit. And, of course, that company is still has not made a dime. Mm. And those investors lost all their money. Yep. We wouldn't let them do it. We we just don't do that here. So, anyway, I, I know there's a, there's a talking about picking and concentrating your wealth in one thing versus diversifying in many things. There's a yep. great verse, and and it's provided that wisdom is provided by King Solomon himself in Ecclesiastes eleven two, 
where it says invest in seven ventures, yes, and eight, meaning meaning many investments. Mm-hmm. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Yep. Right here, and there's different translations here as well. This is really telling us that we should not concentrate our wealth in one thing, or as my grandmother used to say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yep. So what's the third one there, Matt? The third one is timing the market. And one of the things that we, at least I find myself saying a lot to people as we talk about through these things is when you're investing, it's more important to spend time in the market as opposed to timing the market. We've had a lot of activity in the market this year, and a lot of people were tempted to do some things. Some people um, looked at it as a good opportunity to get involved with investing, and some, it scared them. And so timing the market, it, 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 just, it can be a touchy subject. A lot of people tend to be reactive. They look around them. They listen to the news headlines. I know in previous podcasts we've talked about to keep your ear away from that media, away from social media. There's a lot of scare tactics out there that get you to do things and make choices uh, with your investment allocation uh, that, that it's not always good to time. Um, we start out this whole conversation talking about retirement planning, and retirement planning is over a long time period, right? It's over years and years. And so when we're looking at allocation and when we invest, it's not all about time period because over many years, all of these spikes and drops and all these things are going to be spread out. And overall, our investments are going to be fine when we have recovery time or when we have um, you know, the opposite. So it's all about time in the market. And it's all about um, investing early and often, and we'll touch that a little bit later in, in today's topic. But stop trying to time the market. Stop looking at what's going on in the media and, and to get you scared. Stop trying to make a quick buck because it's all about investing. You know, you know the, the majority of the way we manage money is using technical analysis. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, sometimes people ask us, aren't you trying to time the market? And I was like, no. N- no one can time the market. Do not try to mm-hmm. time the market. Timing the market, especially when in the market's trending down, is like trying to catch a double-edged knife that yep. fell off the table. Mm-hmm. You're going to get cut. And right now, when you have these pullbacks that come in place, and we've had a, a little one here in the last few weeks, and then, of course, in, in February and March of this year was a, quite a big pullback, you have a lot of people jump in. We call those buy the dippers. Hmm. And they're basically trying to time the market. And they're thinking, well, the market's falling this much. It can't fall much further. So therefore, I'm going to jump in. And you can see that activity uh, for those folks that do technical analysis. can see that activity there and realize it's like, oh, this is not good. Someone's going to lose their shirt. And most people do. I think one of the things that, um, you know, we're, we're influenced by so many things and the best advice I can give you when it comes to that and investing for the long term is don't watch the business news channels. Hmm. All those people on there, a majority of those people on there are paying to get access to peddle your, their product, mm-hmm. their stock, their security, their bond. And one of the most notorious ones who takes sponsorship money I won't mention his name, but he yells a lot, <laughs> okay, telling you to buy or sell or whatever. Um, and his name starts with a C uh, and ends with Raymer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's a, I guess he's a former investment stockbroker guy, but, but don't listen to that stuff. And don't, don't, you're investing for the long haul. 
if you want someone to actively manage your money, give us a call because we know what we're doing. You may be have a, be a stock jockey in your your uh, in your uh, side job or or part time, but we do this for a living and we know how to spot trends that are taking place in the market. But even with trend following, we are looking at things from a long term perspective, and that's the way you should do with any investment that's that right. you have. Yeah, and we'll wrap it up. This and say it again: time in the market is always more profitable than trying to time the market. Yep. All right, number four is thinking short-term. You know, again, um, we talked about the long-term plan, and a lot of people get involved in looking at a short time span and um, getting discouraged. They don't see quick turnaround. They don't see quick profits. And it can be discouraging if your mind is focused on a small time frame. So it takes a while for compound growth to develop, but you know what? Once it starts rolling and once it starts gaining all of that steam that uh, a long time frame can bring, it, it, it start rolling. And, and it's easy to get a little bit more excited that way. But if you're looking at short-term gains, you, you, you're just going to be discouraged more than you are encouraged. Yeah, I, I see this as a big problem for a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with my friends and people I interact with and stuff. It's It's just... I don't know. They get stuck on both ends of it. Yep. Frustrated that they don't see growth immediately yep. or they have some crazy success and they suddenly are making a bunch of money overnight and they're like, I'm amazing at this. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you need that long term like we were talking about. And I think it's hard for young people to understand that. Oh, well, especially when, like you said, young people, they're not used to looking at these wide right. spans of time and understanding how beneficial it is. And when it comes to investing, it just is. Mm-hmm. I mean, our 20-somethings right now that are getting into investing through these little apps, um, which we don't don't want to promote because I think uh, they're in many ways a, a sham. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're getting they're buying these stocks on, with fractional shares mm-hmm. on these apps, and they're even giving, being given leverage to buy options and different things like that. And it's nuts. And there was the case of, I can't remember what, where it was here in the U.S., but it was a case of uh, a guy committed suicide right? because he thought he had lost, what was it, like $750,000, and it yeah. was just an error it on the It was an app. error. He was wrong, yeah. Uh, he had lost a few bucks. But, but we, can, we can't think short-term for our investments like this. You have to be careful and realize you are going to have ups and downs. And I have people all the time that are just thinking the short term. They want to know, how much am I going to make? And they're befuddled when I tell them, I don't know. Right. right. I don't know. And 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 they, they want to get rich quick. And then sometimes they give up if there's a pullback. I mean, minor pullback. I mean, something that we normally have. We have fluctuations in the markets all the time. Mm-hmm. So you have to think long term, not short term, when it comes to investing. That's a big responsibility. Especially, yeah, especially with these apps, buying a fractional share, seeing that long-term gain, it's it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll just bring up the point, too. So my son has has his first job this year, and from the beginning, we said, hey, okay, we're going to save a small percentage of what you make. You know, he's like, oh, why? Like for savings, for long-term. Your rainy day fund, your savings account, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so every paycheck, we take that small sliver, put it aside, 
And sure, it took a while, but you know what? Months later, you look at that account balance, you haven't touched it's pretty it. Nice. It's, it's nice. And yeah, so you got to think about the same way, the same way you save for retirement, the same way you invest. It just takes a while, and the process is all part of it. It breeds Ma- success. Matt had a great blog article on our website that you can look up uh, later on on uh, investing for your teen. Mm, yeah. And uh, we won't make any recommendations about particular types of IRAs or anything like that, but I know, I know we're, we're, we have a retirement account for my 17-year-old because she works, and I assume that Matt's child is going to yeah. do that as well. Yep. So it's something to think about. Get them thinking long-term. Yep. All right. Well, let's look at the last point for today. Number five, wrong way to invest is not investing early and often. You just talked about savings. If you don't invest, you'll have no savings. You'll have no growth. Um, we talked about the timing the market earlier by dumping a bunch of money into the market and you want to make a quick buck. No, it's all about the little and constant things that you do. Um, and here's an example. I don't know if it's a good example, but it kind of illustrates a picture uh, of, say, we'll call it what? Johnny and Janie, okay? Let's say, cool. let's, let's say Johnny um, saves or invests $500 a month, Okay. Now, that may seem like a lot, right? $500 a month. Well, over 40 years, that little $500 a month, based on certain market returns, would turn out to be $1.2 million, okay? Now, you can sit here and complain about the $500 a month and how that affects you. And depending on how much of a percentage of your income, it might affect you now. But over the long term, you're looking at $1.2 million. You might be glad that you did something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Janie, you know, she she has a little bit worse attitude than than Johnny, and she saves a five hundred dollars, but it's five hundred dollars a year, okay. And over ten years, you expect it to be a little bit. Well, it comes out to six thousand dollars nine hundred and seven, okay. Now it's a lot less per year, and it's a lot less years, but the return on that, whether you just go on autopilot or whatever you want to do, the return on that can seem very contrasting. All right. So it's all about automation. It's all about figuring out what your routine is, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, whether it's a percentage of your paycheck, and just getting on that. Because a lot of the th- methods that we talk about is you know, obviously living on less than what you make and then saving a portion of that. And we're talking about savings. And if you invest a portion of that over a long period of time, you're going to have great returns. And that all comes back to not investing early because you have the time frame there and not investing often which is when you have these many years over and over again where you have that good rate of return. Well, even if it's in a deposit account, just earning interest, yes. you yes. know, the the Ben Franklin used to talk about the miracle of compound interest, mm-hmm. right? The, we, we often sometimes will share an example uh, to younger folks that are thinking about starting investing, and, and that it, it's, it's, a, it's a corollary to what you talked about, Matt, is basically... You had uh, individual A that that saved a thousand dollars a year for ten years and stopped. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from age twenty to age thirty, they saved a thousand dollars a year. Individual two, who was his buddy, decided not to save because he was young and you know he needed lots of stuff and he was getting married and all these different things. But he started saving at age thirty. Okay, and then he would save a thousand dollars a year just like his friend did. They would get to fast forward to retirement age because of the miracle of compound interest and, and leveraging those returns. The first individual who saved $1,000 a year and stopped after 10 years 
at age 65 still has more money than his buddy who mm-hmm. started saving yep. uh, at age 30 and saved $1,000 every year because yep. he started, the individual early. one started early. Yep. Folks, I can't stress, even if it's $25 a month or $50 a month, starting now and saving and having that long-term perspective is going to set you up for a really nice retirement potentially. And if not, you don't want to be like 90% of the clients we talked to in their 50s and 60s. They waited until they were 50, 55 to even start saving. And now they're having to play catch up and they have a lousy, this is their words, not mine, uh, a really lousy or miserable existence because they're having to sacrifice everything just to get ready for retirement in the next 15 to 20 years. It's not right. You should start early, save early, invest early. You will have a awesome future for whatever financial goal you have if you begin that process early. Yeah. Well, I think that's good, and we'll wrap up with that. So five wrong ways to invest today. Hopefully one of these connected with you and, and got you out of a certain type of uh, mindset that might allow you to be more successful as you go on to this planning and investing journey. Um, we're always here to help. If you want to contact us, our email address is info at clearvistafinancial.com. Or you can find us on the website, clearvistafinancial.com. We hope to see you soon on the next episode of the Spin Life Workshop.